Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... All right, so we're going to keep this show moving right along. The next storyteller who uh, is coming up, I'm pretty sure this is, uh, I want to say his third or fourth time doing this, maybe? Sixth. Wow. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Caswell Richardson. Well, I'm here to talk about my dad also, and being Father's Day and everything. My dad's still, he's still with us, he's still alive. Um, when, when you hear things like that, it, uh, it makes you, does make you appreciate what you have, not take things for granted, but my dad's still very much with us. Um, so when I, was, when I was younger, I used to, to, to want to be like my dad. It, it, was, it was like that Cats in the Cradle, the cradle song. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. When the kid would say, "I'm I'm gonna be just like you, Dad," and then he grew up, and all of a sudden one day, he was just like him and didn't have time to see him. But I didn't really get that part of it. I just all the only part I got when I was that age was that I, someday I wanted to be like my dad. Why did I want to be like my dad? Well, here's what I liked about my dad. Here's what I idolized about my dad. He was the smartest guy I knew. He was the smartest guy a lot of people knew. A lot of people would say, your dad's really smart. They would also say, your dad's really, really weird. <laughs> he, was, he was like the cool dad with my friends. He would let us do things, and you know, he would let us stay up late and all that stuff. Let us rent the R-rated movies and watch them, and the other kids would stay the night in my house, not go back and not tell their parents and stuff. My dad was that dad. But he was, he was also, like, he was just really, really weird. But I thought that was kind of cool that he was so weird. People have said that about me. They're like, Kaz, you're, you're, you seem like a really smart dude, but you're kind of weird. Um, I, I like to say eccentric. You know, I, think that's, I, I think that's the best word for it. Um, one ex-girlfriend of mine told me I was autistic. She always said, you're, you're, you're just autistic. You have Asperger's. But I like eccentric. But anyways, so when people, when people say that, I said, you should, you should meet my dad. So it, all, it, it's, it started when I was young. He, would, uh, he, he was trying to, I don't know, he, he was just trying to, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was just having a good time. But he would tell me all these things that got me really, really confused, like really messed up. And I didn't know what to believe. I just didn't know if which way was up or if up was down. Or it, what, I remember when I was being really young and... Uh, I was in kindergarten or something or nursery school, and kid, kids in my class would say, we were calling each other retarded, retarded. And, you know, not now that today that's not really like a, a, a word you're supposed to say. It's not PC, but it, this was in the 80s, and people said, you know, people didn't care. Um, so I went, I went back to my dad one night, and, and I, I kind of got a sense what it meant, but I, I went back to my dad because my dad knew everything. I said, what, what is retarded? What does it actually mean? And he said, well, Kaz... It's when you take a strawberry tart and you throw it at someone and hit them in the head. And then you take another one and you throw that and hit them in their head. Retarded. Because it, hap- it happens twice. Okay? And then I, then I remember asking him, you know, we started learning about the birds and the bees in school and stuff and 
you know, where do babies come from? Storks flying and stuff, dropping babies and stuff. And I, I said, I, you know, my, my dad's going to know the real answer to this. I'm, I'm going to ask my dad, Dad, where, where do the babies come from? Do they come from storks? He says, well, most kids, mo- or most parents, go to Sears and buy them. So I came from Sears? No, actually, you came from Kmart. You were, you were a, a blue light, you were the, the blue light special at Kmart. Like the, you know, everything must go. That was you. And I was like, oh, man, I was, I was, a, I was a, a discount? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, you know. And then I thought, and a couple years later, I thought my dad had stolen that. Because I was reading a Calvin and Hobbes book. And in, Cal- in Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin asked his dad, where do the, where do the babies come from? And he, and he said, from Sears. But, but you were a Blue Light Special at Kmart. And I was like, oh, that's where my dad got that from. I knew he got it from somewhere. And then I looked and I saw the date that that came out. And I looked and said, These, this, it, this book is a compilation of Calvin and Hobbes strips that were released in such and such years. And no, my dad didn't steal it. That Calvin and Hobbes came out after my dad told me that. Don't ask me how, but that, that was just a really big coincidence. But my dad, maybe, maybe the, Bill Watterson, the guy who did Calvin and Hobbes, stole it from him. I don't know. So another weird thing my dad used to do was he liked to go grocery shopping. We, we lived in Ghent growing up in West Ghent, actually. And he would go to, um, it was the Gene Walters Marketplace, which is uh, now it's, it's empty. It just became empty. But until a few months ago, it was the Farm Fresh. It used to be called Gene Walters Marketplace. And he would, so the way he would go grocery shopping was he would ride his bike with his backpack and take our dog not on a leash. So the dog was just like run all over the place um, on the sidewalk in the middle of the street. And I would ride my bike with him. And that's how we would go grocery shopping. And we, we would have like the father-son chats while um, on bikes riding back from the grocery store. And I remember once when we were riding either, I think we were riding to the grocery store, that's when he told me how ba- where the babies really come from. And he was, he was talking about sex and everything. And we were riding down 21st Street, I remember, and he, he, was, he was talking about, so you know, Kaz, um, so when, when, the, when men and women have sex, it's uh, the man, you know, eventually gets this, uh, this, this feeling, and it's like an electricity, and uh, it's like a painful pleasure. It hurts, and... It's, it, it feels good at the same time. And then he ejaculates. And I, there are people, like, I remember there are people walking down the sidewalk and stuff, and they were, like, they were ODU students or something. Or, or maybe they were in the Navy. I, I just remember they were older than me, and they, they were just sort of like, as, as we were riding our bikes by, and I was just like, hey, you know. And uh, so that, that's, that's how I finally learned you know where where do the babies come from? Another time at the same grocery at the grocery store, uh, he would always bring the dog not on a leash. And once he went to a little variety store called Eagles that was right across the street from there, and he bought this beanbag chair. Oh, and then he went to the grocery store. The problem was he didn't really have anything to do, nowhere to put it. I guess he was going to put it on his back and ride with it on his bike home. But while he was in the grocery store, he had to sit it somewhere, and. To make sure it didn't get stolen, he um, took my do- the, the dog's collar and, and attached it to the beanbag. And somebody, uh, you know, it's you can tie a dog to a sign and it, they 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 won't leave, but and no, everyone's cool with that. 
for some reason, someone saw the dog attached by the collar to the beanbag and thought that was you know, animal cruelty. I guess because it had, didn't have quite as much room to move around or something. But I called the police, animal cruelty. And my dad was in there. And the police officer comes up. And when I, I was just standing there with the dog in the beanbag. And he says, is this your dog? I said, yeah. Is this your beanbag? Yes. Why is the dog tied to the fucking beanbag? And I was like, wow, okay. Um, I'm going to do, what would my dad do in this situation? I said, so she won't fucking run away, officer. <laughs> and then, you know, what, and then the officer grabbed me by the collar and pulled me up and said, you're a little shit, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I guess. That's, and, then, and then my dad came out and I told him, I said, I said, fuck in front of, I said, so she won't fucking run away. And my dad was like, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe don't do that again. So it's like, I was a little disappointed. I was expecting him to, to cuss at the police officer too, but he didn't do that. Wasn't at quite as weird as I thought he was, as eccentric. Then there was, this, the, then there was always the story about Bessie, the good old mare. Bessie was a horse that him and my mother had had before my, me, myself and my sister were born, and they rode it everywhere. They rode it to, to work. They rode Bessie to, to... Everywhere they went, they just rode Bessie. Bessie the good old mare. They took her camping. Um, they even had to... They got caught in a blizzard with her, and I think he, I think he was using the story from uh, Empire Strikes Back when, when Luke cuts open that kangaroo thing. But he, he, he talked about how they had to crawl inside Bessie and stuff, and... and uh, Late years later, I, re- I mean, a couple years later, I realized there, there was no Bessie. That was, just, that was just my dad. And then I remember my, da- my dad's best friend when he was a kid, when, when I was a kid, when I was a kid. Uh, my dad's best friend was another doctor. My, da- my, dad, my father's a doctor. His best, his, one of his really good friends was also a doctor. And this was a guy, his name was Lee. And whenever he got in the car, he would always put a football helmet on. Because if he got into a car accident, he would know that his brain could be preserved and frozen or maybe attached to a robot and sent to Mars or something like that. Lee's goal was to eventually um, live on a Martian colony and probably still is. We haven't heard from him in a while. But my dad thought he was like the coolest dude ever. Um, Cream cheese, cream cheese. I asked my dad, where is cream cheese, how is cream cheese made? He says, well, it, cow snot. I said, what? He said, yeah, cow snot, but it's, it's coagulated. I didn't know what that meant. It, it's, it's coagulated, though, so everything, every, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's coagulated cow snot. I had nightmares because I thought I, was eating, I had eaten cow snot, but it was, it was a while later until I found out it was... I figured out it probably wasn't really cow snow. Once I was in the car with my dad, and we saw a whole group of motorcycle, motor, uh, I guess like the Hells Angels, some motorcycle gang, um, Hells Angels or something like that. They were all riding by about like you know, 25 to 30 of them, and it looked like they were singing. And I said, Dad, Dad, what do you, what do you, think, they were, what do you think they're singing? And he says, oh, that's easy, that's easy. They're singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. But it doesn't look like they're singing that. It looks like they're singing something different. Oh, they're probably singing the French version. 
they, a lot of bikers, those motorcycle gangs, they, they like to sing in French. It's because it's like, so other people won't understand what they're saying. It's like their own code or something like that. Oh, okay. Thanks, Dan. Then there were the science projects. Like I said, my dad was a doctor. Smartest guy I knew. Smartest guy a lot of other people knew. But he had me do some weird science projects. So when I was in fifth grade, uh, he had me and my sister and the next-door neighbor's uh, daughter, who was about our age. We were all about the same age. And he even got a signed permission slip from the next-door neighbor. So it was okay. Uh, he had all of us get attached to heart monitors and blood uh, pressure machines and stuff. And we all tested the effect of smoking and, 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 drink, and drinking wine coolers on 11-year-olds. And, it, and it, it, was, it, it was just one cigarette and one wine cooler. Probably even an 11-year-old wasn't going to really do anything. But uh, it, it, they still thought it was pretty weird. Having, I explained the science project at school, and they, they, they thought that, under, you know, understandably, they thought that was pretty weird. Um, and, and, and I was like, what, what, but this person doesn't know what she's, this person's not as smart as my dad. What does she, what does she know? What, she's just some lady who doesn't even, you know, she's stays at home and doesn't have a job. That's why she's here judging the science fair because she doesn't have a job to go to. What does she know? But, you know, sometimes you, you got to deal with people like that in life. Not everyone's as smart or, or as weird as my dad. So. The thing that, but the thing I always that my dad did that my father did that I always remember the most probably is he would he would uh, answer the phone. Some one of my friends were calling was calling the house line. Of course, no cell phones back then. He would say, "Hello, is Kaz there?" Yes. Anything else? <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> about, about five seconds later or ten seconds later it would ring again hello could I speak to him oh well you should have said that the first time Kaz phone call and I you know I thought I thought that was so funny I thought that was just the funniest thing ever so I got by, by the time I got to be in college you know my my roommate or my apart, guy, apartment mate his girlfriend called one time and says Hey, is Jack there? And I was like, "Here we go." And I says, "I said yes." Anything else? And then she just started cussing me out. And then my my roommate started cu- just cussing me out and telling me how you know how stupid that was and stuff. And I said, "Well, and it, it's about that. It was about that time I fi- I thought you know maybe maybe my dad's his weird behaviors, his idiosyncrasies. Maybe they were maybe they were his. Maybe they, that's not the kind of thing." You know, I can. It's good to remember. Maybe it's not necessarily the kind of thing that should be passed on to the next generation. Maybe it should just sort of, just sort of, just stay with with him, and you know, not not be passed on. Uh, you know, they have to. Everything has to end at some point. So, but so when I think of my dad today, my dad, my dad, he's actually much less weird now. He's you know, I guess the he's uh, pushing seventy. He's you know. I guess it made me sort of. He got it all out of him. He's just a, just an old. He's an old guy, uh, nice guy. Most of it's gone though. Um, but when I think of my dad, when I think of growing up, I'll always think of him. 
and how weird he was and how I became weird like him too, but maybe just not quite as much. Hopefully not as much. But <laughs> And I hope sometime he'll listen to this and, uh, and appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. If you'd like to tell a story like this one or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.